right, you time jockeys. It's time to dust off your starter jackets, rip off those tearaways, and blow into your game cartridges. I'm James Meg Howlett. I'm I'm Pat Sellers. (laughs) (laughs) And we wish it was the 90s. That's you've done research. Oh my god, that was unbelievable. <laughs> I was gonna, he go gave with... us no warning he was gonna do that, by the way. <laughs> I'm I really happy say, about it. I'm, I'm Logan James. I oh, know John Logan. What he says to the uh, FOH guy, yeah. <laughs> oh. that's that's good to know you've been doing a deep dive. Yeah, cheers. Um, that's great. Uh, so today. Time Fugitives 1 and 2, A Rogue's Tale, Beauty and the Beast, Mojo Vision, Reunion 1 and 2. Uh, I've noticed that our episodes are getting longer and longer in terms of our viewing and <laughs> what's getting pretty. I mean, 22 minutes isn't long, but squeezing, you know, seven or eight episodes into a week is tough, especially when you don't want to, you don't want to watch them too early because then you forget what happens. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely in that that zone for Time Fugitives. I feel like I watched ages ago. We didn't actually really need to watch Time Fugitives because it's just COVID. I was going to say, <laughs> we keep yeah. time stamping yeah. ourselves with relevance. Mm, it's great. The um, show's got legs. Like It's still relevant today in so many ways. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean we'll get to it. <clears throat> But the, the the way that the virus gets transmitted as well, it's it's bang on Omicron. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's Omicron and a gun. It'll rip through you. So we'll dive straight in. Um, this 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 stint of episodes actually gives us real good previously on and just someone's backstory because Time Fugitives opens with previously on everything Bishop's done in the show so far, and then. After the the title sequence, we jump to the year thirty nine ninety nine, and Cable is quite clearly fighting Terminators. Yeah, um, <laughs> more Android. This is Terminator, hundred <laughs> percent. And I'm here for that. And, awesome. uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. Um, so, someone of Cable's teammates says, "Apocalypse's forces are too strong." And Cable gives the great um, military uh, instruction of then counterattack. attack <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we get a shot of lots of random future mutants fighting Terminators. And then we get a yeah. shot of Apocalypse just watching. Some of those random characters, they kind of seem like mashups of a few of like the current ones. Are we meant to sort of assume that there's a bit of a lineage there? Maybe I didn't, I didn't pay a lot of attention to them because I didn't immediately recognise them. But I think probably, you're giving it too much credit there, Pat. Yeah, I immediately started daydreaming. Like, how did that work out? I wonder who got with who. <laughs> who's who's yeah, great, 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 great grandchildren of those? <laughs> I was getting real gossy about all these X Men characters. Who got with who? <laughs> um, and so Apocalypse is standing up on top, and you only delay the inevitable. I, who am eternal, could never be defeated. Exterminate the vermin. Um, and then we get hit with some temporal storm 
storms sucking people in. We get a little shot of Bishop. Um, we find out maybe from Cable's computer thing in his arm, it's not apocalypse. Time is changing. The past is being changed and changing the timeline. And if that happens, Cable's world will cease to exist. And a um, little bit selfish from Cable here because his timeline mm. sucks. So maybe yeah, this could be a good thing. Doesn't seem like a huge loss. Mm-hmm. What about his son, Tyler? Yeah, oh, okay. he, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> you monsters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I forgot about that. Um, that. Cable sees the disruption. Bishop has caused. Um, turns out Bishop has changed the future, but now uh, it is ruined. Oh, sorry. And then it, we get to Bishop's timeline, and he has changed the future because he thought he hadn't last time, but he has. But now his timeline is ruined by a plague and mm. Forge has got new memories. So that's how we sort of get that tidbit that he was successful, but was he successful? And I was wondering if this is a nod to the legacy virus, which we talked about before, a big deal in the 90s. Um, oh, he says the legacy virus, does he? I don't know. And then Bishop says something about, what about the X-Men? And Forge says, X-Men? What are the X-Men? Mm. And it's like, Wearing an X Men costume, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> pretty similar what is, to Morph. What does he think that giant X stands for? Yeah. Um, so Bishop's off to stop the plague, and seems to, seems to pop up in that same alleyway. Here we go again. He says, "Western music." Yeah. Yeah. So are, are we in real time now? Yep. Okay. Yep. Because then um, Jubilee's at like a shop, eh? Yeah, she keeps busting a CD player with her sparkly powers. <laughs> um, the guys can be really chafed about it as well. It's like, it seems seems like to be a recurring theme through it. Yeah, Correct. it's a job, mate. I mean, she's paying you. Yeah. Um, that comes crazy. up again, though. Obviously, she blows up a TV at some stage in the mansion. Um. Some uh, dude with a special watch identifies Jubilee as a mutant and uh, shoots a virus gun at the store owner to blame the plague on Jubilee. And then uh, that random dude, plague carrier. Um, and p- people start getting a bit wound up. And wasn't it? Wasn't it? You're one of those plague carrying mutants. <laughs> <laughs> They've got like hieroglyphs on their body when they have the plague. The plague yeah. looks cool. I like the design. <laughs> yeah. The X-Men Just have like a big obsession. Yeah, yeah. The X-Men have an obsession with techno organic based things. So I'm guessing that's what's going on there. Um Storm comes in to break up the 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 uh the riot and says, Bring forth the mist to blind their hatred. <laughs> And um, and we cut to the yeah we cut to the mansion. Beast can't find any infection in Jubilee, but does note that she needs to eat more vegetables. (laughs) We get good shots of the X Men in their civvies. Beast goes to the hospital to find out about the sick man. Sometimes science needs a little assistance, and then classic Beast. But he like breaks, breaks in and like starts looking at records. Like he's yeah. just got out of jail and he's, he's breaking he loves the law breaking again. and entering. Yeah, and then like classic, classic beast. Interesting. This is fascinating. <laughs> pondering science things. 
and then it's back to the mansion and there's a TV on and um, mutants are getting quarantined. MIQ. (laughs) (laughs) Self-isolate. And the same man pops up on the TV uh, being very anti-mutant. Next, uh, Storm recognizes him, so the X-Men are off to the scene. And we get to see old um, Harry Mutant again um, in the window. And uh, our our dear mates, the Friends of Humanity, are present. Someone Um, opens... Did we miss the best quote yet? What was that? Maybe. Bishop, what's that time jockey doing back? (laughs) It's definitely coming. But yeah, there it is. (laughs) Um, oh, I think you might be right. I think it might have been before that. They, Bishop are there? I thought they were at the mansion when they stay. Uh, I don't know if they see Bishop or they... Nah, they see him when they're in the jet. Oh, and Storm, and, uh, Storm yeah. and Rogue jump out, flying about, and then they see, they like, you know, radio in on their ex-walkie-talkies. That's right. And Meg says, uh, I'll, I'll take care of old Scarface. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay either. <laughs> um, and uh, it's getting it's getting all a bit crazy again. So Storm does what she does best and uses the weather to defuse the situation. Rain quench their first for violence. <laughs> um, and honestly, the the rain clears the crowd out in no time, and the friends of humanity are pretty chafed about it. Um, yeah, it seems. Uh... Seems like their heart wasn't really in it. It's like as soon as it rained, they're like, oh, well, let's go home. It's raining. Yeah, I mean, I'm out. the Wellington <laughs> protesters stuck it out through quite a lot of rain. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I whip about the, um, the, the Friends of Humanity leader is he seems to have like a yellow football captain's armband on. <laughs> in every scene that he's in, he's got, this, he's got this armband on just to show everyone that he is in fact the leader. Leader, yeah. leader, yeah. leader. <laughs> um, Rogue chucks a man in the bin, <laughs> and um, Bishop Bishop's trying to save lives now and in the future. And Meg just says, "Again." Um, yeah, he's right. Off. He's right. Bishop spouted that shit before. Yeah, yeah. Get, get a new mission, Bishop. Bishop explains the plague. Beast confirms the virus was made in the lab. Uh, then we head over to the uh, Friends of Humanity headquarters. And on the TV, it says, noted mutant scientist Henry McCoy will take part. And um, they're, they're stoked about this. Um, Graydon Creed says, whilst chatting with his scientists, um, obviously his plans to do some sort of setup. Uh, clearly the scientist is someone, is someone, because he has glowing pink eyes. And mutiny, want, mutiny? yeah, like, wants oh, to end mutants and different. humans. It would seem. What'd you say, Pat? Uh, well, I kind of thought that they were trying to get to go. Oh, you might be some kind of mutant himself, but I mean, he's mm. someone. We'll get there. Um, and then I've just written here. Somehow Creed is speaking at the hearing. I'm not sure what, <laughs> why. Yeah. Uh, How did he get the call up there? <laughs> yeah. Um, all X Men to prison, but front row and in costume. Um, and then we get cameos of people watching the show including nick fury uh gw bridge and war machine um 
Creed gets informed no mutants have got the virus, so he calls Beast the hairy freak, the so-called scientific expert. Um, and then Beast gets up to speak. Bishop sees something in Creed's hands, so he stops him. Things start kicking off. Um, security gets ordered in. And um, I think it might be Scott. I can't remember. Get him to the Blackbird before he starts another riot. <laughs> um an onboard Cyclops gives Bishop a dressing down, but Bishop talks about the we- weapon. Turns out Beast was secretly recording and um, diabolically clever, an ingenious delivery system for an airborne virus. How disappointed were you when they did the zoom in to figure out how it was happened that they didn't have the classic 90s feature of enhance? <laughs> <laughs> I was gutted. I was gutted that it. Um... Meg just didn't smell it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that nose has been fucking solving mysteries for them for them for a long time. Someone else could take the reins. I've got a point to make about the smelling smelling powers later because something very interesting happens towards the end of these episodes. <laughs> um, the team go to find Creed. He's in uh, in his own little mansion deep underground. Gene senses something else very powerful and um wolverine meg says let's stop all the yapping and get to it <laughs> and and then and then there's an action scene with the music yeah, intro tunes back baby yeah and then hey, wait, how- hold on this sorry just to stop there's a shot of cable at some point and he's talking into like this box that's talking Three. back to him. Yes. Yeah, the computer. <laughs> what is that? It's his it's his um fortieth century but... computer. <laughs> okay. I was just really confused where that came from, but he just got it, so that's fine. Roll on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> They're really all over the place with Cable's backstory because he didn't really seem like a time traveller in season one. He's a dead set yeah. time jockey. But they know, he's a, they know he's a time traveler now. Like, you'd think they'd listen to him more. But your main sidekick was just being a dick to him. Are you talking about oh, no, that, I was talking about Cable. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, no, in season they're, one, they're he does no time Bishop. travel. He's just about. But yeah, d- doubting Bishop's pretty, you know. Like he's um, just come from the future and you know it. Cyclops yeah. is like overriding him. He's like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's like, well, here's some idea. Yeah, he was right last time. Um, how are they going to get down to the base Cyclops is going to blast another tunnel through the earth (laughs) and um, Creed is sick pleading for help thinking he is still in charge then the lab guy turns into Apocalypse Um, and he's like oh no you're a mutant I am as far beyond mutants as they are beyond you I am eternal your powers are useless against me, annoying insects. Nothing can stop the apocalypse. Apocalypse is awesome. Yeah, he's really good. So in, lab- this, in this version, is Apocalypse, he's not a mutant. He is, what, an eternal? I think Apocalypse he's a mutant. An eternal. He is a mutant? It doesn't matter. I don't know if he, yeah. Probably I think he's a mutant, but I think he's just experimented on himself so much that he considers himself a god. Mm. You might as well be. That big uh, crushy hand thing that he had when he um, punched Rogue. 
reminds mm. me of those have you seen those videos that pop up on like your stream yeah, yeah. facebook that crush different objects it was <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, oh he's got one of those for a hand <laughs> I, was like, I don't want to see him i don't want to see him punch rogue in slow motion like those videos <laughs> Pat, do you want to explain satisfied. Eternal, seen as you brought them up, or? Oh no, not really. Yeah, no. <laughs> they don't. They're not relevant, and the movie. Leave, leave um, me in no. the dark, please. Yeah, you don't want to know. Um, one of our Eternals fans in the comments explained to Sam what they are, please. Um, <laughs> For everyone else that'll listen. The lab blows up. The X Men leave, and Beast saves Creed. Apocalypse gets massive and obliterates the X-Men. The cure, and then we, so we must be back in the future now. The cure has been saved, but the consequences aren't good. Maybe it's Cable. Something about antibodies never being created. Um, uncontrolled mutations developed, destroying the mutant race. If Cable's timeline is to survive, the mutant plague must occur. Into episode two. Three years ago, Cable's I... Time. I I would have been a bit lost with the idea of antibodies. <laughs> but I've got a little bit better, better handle on antibodies these days. You're learning every day. Pretty <laughs> convoluted. I wonder if I had any idea what was happening when I was a kid watching this. I'll get into that later. I've got a bit about that, actually. Okay, good. So, so we start off in Cable's time. The mission is to stop Bishop. But Cable's conflicted. He doesn't want to help Apocalypse. Then his son Tyler starts disappearing. And so he goes back to when Bishop arrived. We're back Just in wait. Just wait. Is, I think I might have this wrong, is Tyler Scott and Jean's grandchild? Yes. <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs> That's weird, man. <laughs> yeah. Sure is. Is that um, definitely is that canon or is that like me just inferring? It's yeah, not. I don't, I don't know anything about Tyler. That's what I was going to ask you. Is Tyler comic character? Tyler Dayspring. Just... <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, because in the future, Cable's name is Nathan Dayspring, not Nathan Summers. Maybe who he was raised by us. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's 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 comic book accurate. He's got a son called Tyler. I think he might become a bad guy. I can't remember. When it's in the future, it's always up in the air because you can just change it whenever you want. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, Seems like you shouldn't fuck with time. <laughs> you time juggy. Uh, cable's to, there to stop Bishop. Nobody gets in my way. I got a job to do. And then we get our first look at Cable's teleportation method where he has to say how many people are teleporting with a body slide by one, or however many people are teleporting. <laughs> it was great. Well, it happens a lot this episode. Yeah, he does a lot of body sliding. <laughs> and he said, Bishop, you fool. And then we get heaps of recycled footage from the last episode. Genius. The meeting room, all that's going on again. Cable body slides to the quarantine facility. Um, big jump attack on someone's back again that doesn't work again <laughs> uh, Rogue stops Cable from shooting Bishop um, looks like you got everybody mad at you rookie 
And one of them's got a big gun. <laughs> I've got a different quote. Looks oh, like God. you got yourself a powerful enemy, rookie. <laughs> this, I, I might have missed. You know how Cable's got his little uh, smartphone with him? That His smartphone is tracking Bishop somehow, sounding mm. where he is. Do you reckon it has like some sort of futuristic version of uh, smell powers? <laughs> I mean, you'd think that's where the world would go, right? It seems fucking handy. Solves every problem that the X-Men normally have. <laughs> um, lots of blasting going on, and then... Cable body slides to his HQ. <laughs> um, and he's talking about the X-Men. And he's, they ain't the wimps I thought they were. And it's, he's, got, he's got his computer running info on the X-Men. And it's Cyclops. And he's like, I know about him and Jean Grey. Is that implying he knows that they're his parents? Possibly. But also, do they, in this episode, which is basically, yeah, he's gone back and it's kind of everything's happening again, but Cable's there. Are, are they changing some of the um, some of the things they're saying? Like, I, I was sure that uh, the time jockey quote was different in this episode than the first one. Like, I think it was, what is that time jockey doing back here? But it wasn't in the first one. It was, what does that time jockey want? I did not I feel like they did little changes. Yeah, and I think it happens a few times. Is that or, to highlight? I was really tired when I was watching us. That's why Sean and I's <laughs> quotes are different. Yeah, that's why. That's the <laughs> only reason. <laughs> Even though we're talking you guys about quote, that's only in the second episode. Oh, I thought you guys just might be from different time zones. <laughs> or time timelines, sorry. Um, and then... Um, when it's doing a profile of Wolverine, it doesn't mention his greatest power, which I'll come back to, the smelling powers, but it does talk about his healing factor and turns out he's the key. For some reason, healing powers will, will fix everything. Uh, then we're on, into DC and reporters are interviewing Beast. I think Cable says, time to reach out and touch someone. No, 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 no. It's not a good battle cry. <laughs> and then there's more ruckus in the courthouse. Um, s s someone calls Wolverine outdated and it really upsets him. <laughs> oh, you've been working on that. Uh, we get a little look at Cable's telekinesis powers. Uh, Cable's mint. I like Cable. I'm a big Cable guy. He also gets Terminator music. He gets different future music. Yeah, Bishop Cable Bishop guy. Gets... Cable Was that guy, in yeah. the 90s? That's in the 90s. Hey, Cable Guy. <laughs> cable Guy. You could definitely do it. that episode. Put on there. <laughs> um, body slide by two. <laughs> and Gene does a little, just before he goes, Gene does a little mind probe and Realizes Cable's her son, um, but doesn't tell anyone. I didn't see that. I didn't catch that part. Yeah, she's just uh, she she says something like it can't be. So it's not like super clear, but I assume that's what's going on. Are laying seeds for later on when it becomes clear or is told because we haven't been told yet, right? You've told no, we us. Don't. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're clearly hinting at it because they hinted at it when he knew about Cyclops and Gene. 
Um, where are we now? Uh, Does Meg get taken soon? He's been it's... taken in a body slide by two. Oh, yeah. One eye is stoked about that. <laughs> it was in that um, same ruckus with Friends of Humanity, eh? Yeah. They, uh, they actually take out Cyclops. They knock off his goggles. And I was like, why hasn't <laughs> anyone else tried that before? <laughs> what a nerd, eh? What a nerd. I can't see without my glasses. <laughs> I think we're at the point, or nearly, where does Meg get someone throws a glass of water on him? What are you trying to do, drown me? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Um, I've got very little notes for this episode, so i just got to get my wet Meg quotes in where I can. So somehow we find out that Apocalypse is the bad guy uh, at the safe house, and then Meg says, I don't know why he says it, but he says, yeah, right, teamed up with the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> and then we're, um, we're in the Blackbird for some chat. Seen this before. And you get a shot of Jean thinking about whatever she saw. I'm like, why don't, why don't she... Hey, Scott, I think, I think that massive army man might be our son. Who's older than us. Yeah. And cooler than us. Definitely way cooler. Um, uh, we get back to... Son, but not Scott's. I think canonically in the comic books, it's Scott's son, but not Jean. It's Jean's clone. Uh, yeah, what was her name? Maddie no, Pryor. No, skip over this. <laughs> yeah, Don't you want to hear about the Goblin Queen? Um, <laughs> She's like Jean, but way saucier. Ooh, maybe. Um, so the, X, the X-Men are at the base again. Cable outs Apocalypse before he gets to reveal himself like the first time. Uh, Wolverine's Healy powers save the day uh, because it fights off the virus or something. I mean, it's not making a lot of sense to me, but I'm okay with no, it. No, that, that made sense to me. I was the whole episode, or both episodes, no, no, sorry, because I didn't realise it was going to be a different point of view, the second one. I was like, this is a swing and a miss. Like, I, I like the idea of repeating the episode from a different perspective. I was like, this is just terrible. And then with the with that twist at the end, I was like, oh, it hit. I get no, it. you like that. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. Okay. I, I apologise for... I mean, I enjoy it. I just don't understand how the science of it all, you know? Yeah, I was just confused, to be honest. General Healy powers and, um, you know, it's good. He, he creates the antibody because... Which oh, because no it's other, in his DNA. No, yeah, because it's in his DNA. So no other. So he's got the cure, basically. Just like the vaccine gives us the antibodies for... Does it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching too much real news. Cable's fighting apocalypse and says the name's Cable. Um, And then we get a bit of the same, same stuff. Bishop goes back, no plague. Um, Wolverine and Beast are wearing smashing polos. Um, And I guess, I guess Cable's future is okay because his son's there. And thus concludes Time Fugitives 1 and 2. Any thoughts? Oh, I was just pretty stoked to get back-to-back episodes with uh, the great quote of Time Jockeys. Certainly. I'm pretty happy about it too. 
I quite enjoyed no. those two episodes. Yeah, I did. I, as I said, I um, yeah, it was a good payoff at the end. Otherwise, I was going to say it was a big swing and a miss. Um, and now we get a rogue's tale, and it opens up with yeah. a previously on rogue stuff. Um, and it's wet, New York City, and some guy tries to steal an umbrella, and the person holding the umbrella turns into a monster. Probably a mistake. And then she goes into a room. It is mistake. Sinister has a gift for mistake. Um, I thought mistake defeat- was an apocalypse grunt. Oh, I think she's just a general gun for hire. Mm, okay. But remember, she didn't re- like, she was sort of being manipulated into working for apocalypse. She didn't really want to, I think. She seemed scared of him. Yeah, Sinister says, defeat the X-Men and reclaim your daughter, and then does a real good Sinister evil laugh. And then it cuts to what appears to be a carnival. And our our great mates, Avalanche (laughs) and Pyro, are up to their old tricks. I need Cockney Cockney Australian accents back. (laughs) Yeah, I think he's getting more and more Cockney. It was a pretty long OE. (laughs) (laughs) you got that visa extension (laughs) it got sponsored yeah Um, at one point he says I can't I don't know if I can do a cockney accent with an Australian twang but nice work avalanche old stick (laughs) (laughs) got a pet you got to pick it you got to sort out your bloody um, accents mate you got to you got to yeah you can't be a one saber tooth trick pony. <laughs> and you don't even want to do that anymore. <laughs> well, I started with saber tooth and then it got plastered all over the episode. And <laughs> so now I'm very wary of doing any accents or noises that aren't yeah. just me talking. Maybe you could do some impersonation of Kazar's pet cat. Just keep away from Meg, all right? Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> You've disappointing about gambit so far. Yeah, Sean's got a good gambit. Um, uh, so, yeah, Blob's there as well, X-Men to the rescue. Um, Looks like your gut could use a trim. <laughs> someone calls them tedious teacher's pets. <laughs> um, yeah, I've read a note. Maybe Pyro is a pom. Um I'm pretty so, sure he is. I I feel like they just had a real muzz line in there, something about down under, which I don't know. They maybe it was just a muzz, but he's definitely got to be English at this point, right? I uh, look, maybe, <laughs> maybe I, I don't know. They definitely said something about him, like, or he made reference to down under. Um, but do you definitely want me- an Aussie playing. We could I'm ask. It now. You, you we could. Talking. I'm googling. We could ask the um, two of the writers from the show because they followed us back on Instagram. Ooh, yeah, yeah the ones yeah. who wrote the book. Oh, awesome! I want to get that book too. Yeah. Um, but Instagram's going off, guys. Followers, give us a like. Give us a follow. Um. Right, some sort of mind trick on Rogue, and she's gone full bonkers. She is weird. Like, this is a weird episode, eh, I reckon. You thought Mojo Vision was weird. This is weird. 
Yeah, this is Mojo Vision is extremely weird, but it's great. It's, it's <laughs> just it's just lots of rogue shrieking in this episode. Mm. Yeah, that's a bit punishing on the ears. I was listening to this with headphones on as well. We can, yeah, we can, oh. yeah, yeah. She and her shriek is painful. Oh, um, I, mean, I get it's meant to be, but um, yeah. Uh, so uh, she wakes up in the infirmary, and all sorts of memories are resurfacing. And Gam, Gambit seems quite worried about her, and that's nice. We've seen whatever it is that's going on between them. It is developing in a positive way. <laughs> Since last episode. Mm. And we um, Rogue Rogue loses it again and um she, she bursts out of the mansion. You get a great scene of Meg chopping wood with his claws. <laughs> yeah, that was my favourite part. I love it when they use their powers to do like everyday chores or mostly just DIY stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's always great. Um, she flies off to get help from Jean, slips back into another mind trip. Someone says, you took away my life. The other lady takes over for a second. I think this is, we sort of start to get a, an idea that maybe there's a, a, an additional psych living inside her mind, perhaps from a previous encounter, because obviously she absorbs powers and memories. Um. Who is that? Who is uh, who is that other woman? I'm so confused. Is it we'll Carol get, Danvers? Is yeah, we'll it Miss Marvel? Ca- That's the same person. Yeah. Oh, so I was so confused this episode. We'll say yeah. So we'll, we'll zip through this. Um. <laughs> By the way, uh, Saint John Allardyce, born oh, yeah. in Sydney, Australia. There you go. And spend time is in that South according East to Asia. the? Is that from the cartoon wiki or just from the general Marvel wiki? I don't know, but if it says born in Sydney, Australia, I'm going to take that. Yeah, all right. A really interesting uh, creative choice there for that Australian accent. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's one of those um, OE people that moves to the UK and after a month of living there thinks they've got a British accent. Yeah. yeah. By the end of like by season three, he's been living in America so long, he'll have an American accent. So putting it on wherever he lives. Just so every time he goes back to Sydney, it's like, yeah, no, nah, I travel boy. <laughs> um uh, Rogue takes off, Storm follows her. I'm like, Professor X probably shouldn't have left if Rogue was needing regular psychic treatment. Mm. Um we find out that Rogue... Why is no one looking for Professor X at this point? Are they just, you know, like kind of stoked he's not there? I think maybe they're supposed to be doing it, but it's kind of behind the scenes. So I've kind of forgotten how he left and what the circumstances He left a message are. saying, like, i got to go on important business. It was like an right. eight-second message. Yeah. And they're like, good enough for me. He's been gone yeah. for a month, but Yeah, but fine. then he got kidnapped, right? He, he went to like the... Um... I oh, like, I know, yeah, yeah, I know he's gone, but I just don't know why none of the X-Men are looking for him or oh. worried about why he's being away for so long. We've got backstory to flesh out, man. Anyway, go on, sorry. We've, there's, a, there's a Jane Doe in the hospital, and uh, Rogue put her in there. Um, Mystique stitches Storm up with the old switcheroo. And then we get a bit of revenge, and the Brotherhood trap the X-Blokes. Um, 
Looks like your gut could use a trim. I jumped early on that one. Yeah. Storm dispatches them all because she's actually awesome. Mystique's just playing games. Rogue absorbs Mystique's memory uh, to remember their past, and we get a good shot of um, Rogue's super redneck daddy. Yeah. He's gross. He sucks. Yeah, he's a very unhappy fat man, unlike Blob, who's he's extremely happy. Like he's doing evil things, but he's he's always got a smile on his face. <laughs> of course he does. Um and then we get this flashbacks of Rogue when she was part of Mystique's Brotherhood. Uh in her classic original costume. That sort of all green one with a little bit of black trim. And there's some secret mission they have to go on. They're trying to, I don't know, steal a plane or something. Miss Marvel, noted uh, Marvel superhero Miss Marvel. Um, also, more, more commonly known these days as Captain Marvel, um, played by Brie Larson. And this is all comic book canonical stuff. So Rogue doesn't have super strength or flight. She has absorbing powers. And we see in this flashback <laughs> that when she absorbs Miss Marvel's powers for too long, Miss Marvel ends up in a coma and she permanently gets the strength in flight. And is that's, it that she does it for so long, or is it because Miss Marvel's so powerful? That was a question I had. Or you know, I don't know if you know the answer. Or is were you asking that question as well? I'll stop. We'll move on. Good. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> is this where she's like losing her shit again and she's just like flying through walls and like just blowing an elevator apart? Yeah, she's really, she's gone off the boil here. Mm, sh- shrieking shrilly again. <laughs> um, in the flashback, we see the professor finds her and wants to help her um, by taking away her memories. I don't know if that's a recommended um, psychological sort of assistance. No, um, becoming a bad guy. He was a bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad guy, right. Um, I, can't, I've just, I can't believe Mystique thought that whatever her plan was here, that Rogue would want to rejoin her after it. And she just kind of reveals herself as a bad person because she made Rogue do all these bad things for her. Hmm. I didn't think about that, but yeah, I'm not sure what her plan was. Mm. Uh, Jean goes for the mind probe again, well, this time, uh, and then we're inside Rogue's mind and we get weird Rogue versus Miss Ma- Marvel battle in the mind. And then, I mean, cool. this all actually sits pretty unwell with me. <laughs> Jean and Rogue put Miss Marvel in a cage inside Rogue's mind. But maybe if it's doesn't out at this point. Maybe if it's not actually Miss Marvel, it's okay. But if that's like some sort of part of Miss Marvel, surely with all the mind probing powers, just remove it and put it back in her body. Um, Rogue says, "I ain't your daughter, Mystique, not anymore. I'm an X Man." Ah, we got it again. We got it from someone else. Um, Rogue goes back to the hospital to, to visit Ms. Marvel Carol Danvers and then the cliffhanger is Carol's lip quivers Healy powers 
<laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. Like that's that's comic book stuff. Miss Marvel was. I don't know. She's introduced as like a sidekick to Captain Marvel, and then she was an Avenger for a while, and then this all happens when Rogue, because Rogue starts out as a villain in the comic books, and this all happens when she's a villain, and then she gets reformed when she joins the X-Men. She actually goes oh. through a tough time initially. They don't really accept her because she was a bad guy, but yeah. And um, yeah, any thoughts on Rogue? Or Rogue's really, Tale? I thought it was an awesome uh, episode. Like, added, like, apart from, you know, battling your way through uh, Rogue screeching, it, had it all <laughs> had Rogue backstory, you know, had uh, Captain slash Miss Marvel there. And the best part was, you know, it's, we got more of Pyro and Avalanche, my two faves. But Pyro's powers are pretty impressive, actually. I don't think he'd seen that much of them. He makes a big uh, fire kitty. Yeah, fire, he does. Line or something, anyway. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. He can uh, do good, back, good backstory. Not enough. Yeah. If you like backstory or character development, here comes Beast breaking patient... Doctor relationship rules. Yeah, I just love to break the law. Um, previously on X Men, beast stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's spot on. Of which um, there's not that much so far. No. Nah. So beast's in a lab with another doctor, Doctor Bolson. Uh, the patient is blind. The fringes of humanity turn up protesting. Beast. Beast is pretty chafed. The cops turn up and the Friends of Humanity take off. And then we cut to the mansion. And Wolverine's real chafed too. He's real mad. Um, and some, some, I don't know who says it. I think it might be Storm. But it's like, X-Men never seek, or maybe it's me, X-Men never seek revenge. Someone. It's like the X-Men code is never seek revenge. It's like, why? You can get revenge. You can do it in a tasteful way. That's what they're um, all about, by the look. That's all. That's yeah. all they're all about. Yeah, Professor X, particularly. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's always out for revenge on uh, his old mate Magneto. Mm. But they must approach this with delicacy, mm. or delicately. Meg just like he just roars, eh? Like, yeah. <laughs> I've got a question about: Is Wolverine keen to kill them, or uh, probably more keen to destroy them? I like what Beast calls the friends of humanity. Self-appointed social engineers. <laughs> um, it cuts to the Savage Land, and we've got Professor X and Magneto caught in a trap, and uh, Amphibious, the lizard man, uh, turns up, and Magneto recognises him, and he announces that he serves the new ruler of the Savage Land. And... Random sea serpents interfere and allow, and allow for an escape. Back to NYC, Logan in great civvies. He's got, <laughs> that, he's got that real tight black shirt on with the cap and sunnies. He, yeah, infiltrates like the, he infiltrates the Friends of Humanity very easily. Cunning ploy, Meg. I always liked you. <laughs> um... He is Beast busting out his... of that black T-shirt as well. He, <laughs> he, he has been working out. He's been hanging out to wear that T-shirt. <laughs> He's done with the flannel um, and the polos. Beast is back in his trench coat and hat disguise. 
Um, I, this is what I was, I was going to talk about earlier, sorry, when you were saying it would be quite hard to follow as a child. I can't remember what you were referring to, Pat. Uh, time uh, the time travel and... Uh, and the virus. Uh, yeah. The virus. But, uh, it just uh, hit me when Beast... Any of Beast's dialogue, not so much in this episode, but in other episodes, it would be so hard to follow as a child. Well, that's what I was. That's what we were talking about when we were talking about like favorite characters. And I was like, watching this back, Beast is my favorite character, and he definitely wasn't when I was a kid. Mm, well, probably yeah, I, because you couldn't understand him. Yeah, presumably that's that. just to make you think Beast is super smart, right? But even now, I'm like, what the hell is he saying? <laughs> He's quite often quoting as well. I had to rewind to get self-appointed social engineers. <laughs> he blends in real well with that Tom trench Landry coat. hat and trench coat. Uh-huh. Have we got to the point where he's driving a car though? Uh, uh, he does a weird sniff of Carly's hair. Uh, oh, he drives. He drives a car like that scene from The Simpsons. You find something funny about my appearance when I drive my automobile. <laughs> Um, Every mutant must drive an automobile. <laughs> um, he finds out the hospital board wants to um, sack him uh, because he's a mutant, and uh, and then Carly's dad bursts and he hates mutants, and then we find out Beast has a crush on his patient. Not good. Um, super questionable. <laughs> yeah, um, I still like him though. I'm still a beast. Yeah, man. I've just got to know X Men always breaking the rules. Um, Hank, Hank's in a few weeks. Hank's back at the mansion, and he's having a rage fit, and he's upset, and it must be tough being a big blue beast. Why can't I be normal? It's our first sort of like seeing Beast struggle with his mutation. How good is the uh, the family photo album that he looks through? My my personal fave was Beast holding a baseball bat, like leaning on his dad. <laughs> oh, I missed that. <laughs> who, who I, I, need assume, to go back who and I see assume that. was his dad. I don't know. I missed that as well. Oh, he like, looks through, he's like young Beast. And then there's like bigger beast, and he's like, yeah, he's enjoying himself, and he's at a baseball game. Must love baseball. Is, is he we need human? A, in we need, that? A, or we is need he to blue? screenshot a few of yeah. those and get he's them blue. on the answer. Yeah, they, we need to screenshot those for sure. Yeah, that's, that's right. Um, he's like teenage beast, clearly teenage beast. Um, and then there's a couple that look like him, but just not quite as big. Yeah, so that's that's in line with his comic book because he's just a big white guy with big hands and feet until oh. he turns himself blue. Um, uh, yeah, so he sees him. Jean gives him the, the gifts chat. You know, you, you got your bloody mutant gifts, you know. It's like, man, they're not necessarily gifts in this case for Beast. Like, if you... If you can picture this man in the real world and not in a cartoon, he is terrifying. Um, and then he calls Carly the woman I love. Um, Are you aware of this? 
Well, she's, she seems to be reciprocal later. Um, she gets yeah. her sight. So obviously we skip back to, po- we go back to the hospital post-surgery. He takes, they take the blindfolds off and um, she says, you're beautiful to Hank. And then the other doctor says, I have a better razor. Um, Hank leaves because the, the dad is a jerk and then Carly is kidnapped by the Friends of Humanity. Um, always up to no good, those Friends of Humanity. Those joy still, boys. Still got his captain's yeah. armband on, the leader. <laughs> Did um, anyone catch me call them joy boys? <laughs> I just yeah, found that hilarious. <laughs> Not until I take a few of you joy boys along with us. <laughs> um... Hank leaves, uh, sorry, Hank's, yeah, so Hank's off in a car driving to find them. And then we jump to uh, Friends of Humanity HQ, Mr. John Logan. Um, he talks about mutants, they're animals. Uh, Logan quite clearly makes the Creed connection, right? Mm. He does say something about being in Canada or something like that. And Wolverine works that out. Um, Sniffs it out. Yeah. What, what wonders never cease. He's got a plan. Carly's getting interrogated. And, uh, Creed's yeah, reveling it. Doesn't Beast, uh, not Beast, doesn't Meg get a call from the X-Men who are at the base? Yep. And he's like hiding in some coats. <laughs> I'm babysitting a bunch of mutant-hating gutter trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was pretty happy to see gutter trash come back again. He calls someone Bub at one point too, as well. So was I, Bub. So that's was like I. his. That's he says that a lot in the oh, comics. Yeah. Okay, and in this, but then and like this. it's like sometimes you think he's just about to say it, but then he doesn't. It's a little disappointing. <laughs> uh, Creed seems to be reveling in how nuts he is. Um, yeah, Beast gets I in like there. He's though. Creed. Yeah, not like like him like, but I I think the character's hilarious. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind How of a big villain. More creed. Yeah, mm. um, Beast is really letting loose when he gets in there. He's really tearing up the joint. And then um, John Logan goes goes into the interrogation room, and um, Creed says something about you. You don't have the right to get and come to this room or something. You're not allowed pops, in there. <laughs> yeah, he pops his claws and says, "These give me plenty of rights." <laughs> It cracked me up that he said you're not allowed in here, uh, but he clearly didn't notice that Meg like had just cut the door down with his claws. <laughs> I was like, "You mug, greed." His voice is fantastic. The voice actor, it's real weedy and nerdy. Yeah, Creed. So yeah. He's full on insane. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you could do a good um, live action casting of him with um, the conspiracy guy uh, Alex Jones. That's constantly yelling like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen conspiracy. What's conspiracy? What? What are you talking about? All right, move on. All he's right. just a, he's a he's a conspiracy guy. All oh, right, okay. Oh, you've been watching real news too. Um. <laughs> um. Sabretooth. There's a hologram of Sabretooth pops up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. and it turns and out Sabretooth loses his shit. He yeah, it just turns out, goes off. 
Sabretooth's real name is Graydon Creed Sr., which is annoying because his actual real name's Victor, but I think they needed to make it really clear that this was the father and son combo. That's fair. I thought it was a great twist, um, and I thought that at this point, um, Creed's voice sounded a lot like Pat's growl, so it really fit the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, the original growl or the one that I gave last time? Of just growl. The, bef- the original, bef- not the hungover. Before the Sabretooth reveal, um, Wolverine says to Creed, Daddy's boy don't like claws. My Wolverine slipped into a bit of gambit there, and I'm sorry. Yeah, that, I was like, well, I thought you misnamed him. Well, if you don't write down the good quotes, I'm not going to whisper them to you. (laughs) It would all just be Meg quotes. There's so many in here already. So, Um, Creed loses it. I'm not like him. I'm normal. Um, He goes nuts. I'm normal. (laughs) To be fair, you know, it's kind of understandable that Graydon Creed is the way he is. If he is raised by Sabretooth. Like that's some, he's got some serious childhood trauma. Twisted lunatic. We do know that, yeah, Sabretooth is best described by Cyclops as a lunatic. He Mm. is a lunatic. Um, And um, so all, all is saved and Beast decides, I guess he can't be with Carly for some reason. And he says, carry my love with you always. End of Beauty and the Beast. Thoughts? I I really enjoy, I like this a lot better than Rogue's Tale. Um, I think it should be called Beauty and the Hank. Because mm. I think it's much more of a Hank McCoy ep than, and it's like not a Beast ep. Starring me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, is, that is amazing to hear from the guy that hadn't, watch this before you were so deep now (laughs) (laughs) no i just think like i just think yeah that's so like there's nothing about what we know of beast basically in that episode yeah Um, and your your viewing experience is definitely confirming this is a great series (laughs) (laughs) yeah my wife walks past when i'm watching like why are you watching that (laughs) i'm enjoying it um, shall we get into Mojo Vision? Yeah. Yes. To be fair, this no, is the last no one. No previously on. <laughs> yeah, I jumped ahead because I don't watch the um, starting anymore. Sorry, Sean. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm already halfway through the ep. I've got to go back. Yeah, no previously on. Um, and we, so it opens with some monsters attacking Mullet Man. Long shot. Yeah, there's a futuristic car. It's all happening, and then we get the the long shot title sequence and a and a cut to Mojo, and he's mad, and his PA's there, and, and he's not happy with long shots ratings and something, something, something's going on, and it's all about TV and something. There's a girl there that kind of looks like Dazzler, but uh, don't know if it is. Um, spider Blob, that Spider Blob, that's uh, Mojo. That's Mojo. Yeah, he, looks, yeah. he makes Jabba the Hutt look attractive. He is yeah. fucking gross, eh? Oh, yeah, he's like long shot. Long shot uh, calls him a pus. <laughs> Someone tells him that he stinks at some point, and he's like, he's surprised by it. Like he's clearly covered in like. Pus no, I think crap. he takes all the those types of things as a compliment. 
Oh, I see what's happening. But he's a yeah. good mix for a year of Jabba the Hutt and the uh, is it Slimer from uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is hard to look at. Mm. He's got those weird things keeping his eyes open. Yeah. Great voice um, actor. Phenomenal. Oh, hey. He plucks a nose here and compares it to Longshot. Um, so he needs a long shot replacement and the PA puts on actual footage from the X-Men intro opening credits um, including the music which is a little bit meta in some ways can I ask Uh, is that what meta is (laughs) I've really never understood the concept but I'm pretty sure it was that I think that's meta is it not? Because it's kind it of like making media inside media or something. Kind yeah, of yeah, it's kind know, of like... suggesting that the X Men show that we watch is a show in Mojo World. But he's re- he's he's definitely uh, missed the mark though. Like he's gone after the X Men. Like you've got to give the show that everyone wants, and that's Pyro and Avalanche or Bad Guy Bar. <laughs> yeah, I'm that would have been. To... I'm about to reference another show that I really like, Survivor, because they always talk about meta on Survivor. It's like um, Survivor players who are playing the game referencing other episodes of Survivor or other players from Survivor. That's kind of meta, I think. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. Could be wrong. Hit us up in the Could... slacks if we're wrong. Any meta experts? Yeah, it'll be a good conversation. I feel like everyone's going to argue about what meta means. I don't reckon anyone knows. Our four listeners won't. Oh, you said we've had 100 downloads. <laughs> it's all me. <laughs> How many devices do you have? Uh, I did do a 300 uni-level paper <laughs> meta ethics, but it didn't help me understand what meta is. Um, where are we up to? Uh, yeah, Scott and Jean are buying a new TV because Jubilee blew it up. Sparkly powers out of control. Yeah. Uh, Mojo takes over coverage in the stores, and he's he's got some great quotes here. But I only wrote down a couple. He says, "I loved what you did with the Sentinels," and when Cyclops is like not having a bar of his Cyclops, sweetheart, um, and he's he's trying to recruit them. They're not keen. Uh, one eye stupidly thinks that shooting all the TV screens with his eyes will work. What a mug. Yeah, yeah I thought that was pretty dumb. Um, Spiral uses her interdimensional teleportation powers. Is Spiral Scott... six arms? Yep. Okay, I was, that's one of my questions. What is six arms called? <laughs> Spiral. <laughs> uh, so Scott, Gene, Meg, Storm, Beast... All in the shop get transported to Mojo World. And then when we're in Mojo World, R- R- World Rogue's there too. Um, and then we get this great, we get three great shows in a row. So Mojo's just transporting the X-Men into TV shows that he's already come up with. The first one is Cyclops and Storm and Miami Mutants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I thought those shows are great. It's great. Yeah. Heaps yeah, of action Miami scenes. Great. Cyclops seems to have a great understanding on how to work this alien boat plane thing. The ratings go through the roof. Long shots a bit jealous. And then we get Rogue and Beast and Rogue Star. Uh, the monsters on board look a little bit like the Brood. 
which are uh, X-Men. Yep. How do you spell McCoy as in Hank McCoy? M-C, like Mick, and then Coy, C-O-W, uh, C-O-Y. Because he's starring Hank McCoy, M-A-C-O-Y in that. Oh. <laughs> I was real um, confused. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have a quick Google that. I'm pretty sure. It's, it's definitely McCoy. Oh, that's, I, I assumed it was. Also, um, meta is like self, self-referential, self so referring to itself within itself, basically, within its genre or its own work. Oh, yeah. Good. Don't worry about commenting. We've got it. Um, no, it looks like Mojo's turned it off. To, uh, he's going to have to fire his editors or his... Graphics people because it is M C C O Y. Yeah, classic. No wonder their ratings are dropping. Although they did put this episode together in minutes. I reckon the X Men are actually reveling in that um, hyper danger room that they're being put in. Yeah, they Doesn't seem to be like just engaging in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah straight away. Eh, Psych and Storm are straight into it. So are Rogue and Beast. Um. So yeah, there's some some brood like monsters in the in that episode, and um, sort of space adventure type show. That'll also yeah. be a good show. Get to the Mojo's, best TV show. Mojo's, Sean. Mojo's right. pretty good at what he does. He's putting together yeah, he some is. good good flicks here. Oh, shows. Um, so it seems like Rogue and Beast might get um, end up dying, but they end up just in the same stasis, whatever, as Cyclops and Storm. And then Gene and Logan are in I dream of I dream of Gene. So good. Outstanding. Um, those robots, one of them turns into the Punisher, his mm-hmm. second cameo after his first cameo in that Assassin game cartridge. Yeah. Um, and then there's some other cameos, but I only recognize Gladiator of the Star Jammers. Oh, no, not the Star, the Shi'ar Empire. He pops up again, don't worry, Sam. You'll love the Shi'ar Empire. Space, baby. Was, it, uh, was Punisher called the Assassin on that game? Or something yeah. Like that? Yeah. yeah. That's quite funny. Gene! Um, yeah. Wolverine gets his own Gene. Uh, Gene works something out, something about psychokinetic energy or something or other, and she's so clever, and she disrupts the machine running the show. And, um, they sort of overcome everything and start destroying the little TV Coliseum room and... Uh, Longshot makes a deal with Spiral over something, so she teleports them back, and it's almost like it never happened. Um, and and then we get a shot back in the ruins of the TV Coliseum, and the PA guy's like, nothing lasts forever, especially television. <laughs> that might be meta. I don't know. But we are watching a television show that didn't last forever. Um, well, I don't know. We don't know that yet. It is coming back. And it is coming you know, back. There's an end date. Even though it's coming out in 2022 or 2023, it's called X-Men 97, so we can cover it. Brilliant. Is that the end of the um, episode? And then we're, yeah, we're just a brief shot of uh, the Savage Land, and mm, we get a scene. Magneto audience, uh, the audience pulling out their books? When the, yeah, when the I didn't cover why, that. Why did they ca- all come prepped with books? And like, as in soon ca- as in it case was the like, show was oh, boring. Oh. Yeah, oh, this okay. sucks. I'm getting my book out. I, I thought the music in that episode was fantastic. 
Um, I'm going to for the reference Survivor for the second time in 10 minutes. Um, when there's like a character that the audience is supposed to think is um, doing a bad job or um, is going to do something stupid, uh, there's the dodo music. And every time it showed uh, Mojo, he got the dojo, dodo music this episode. <laughs> it was like this like circusy music in the background that just like this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I remember that. I I get that tune. It's good though. Like he he's just like he is a comical sort of villain. He is great. We have, well, not purposely comical. We haven't had a purposely comical villain so far. So he was a good episode. I liked him, but he was he's, gross as fuck. This finishes in the Savage Land with uh, Magneto Citadel, and we get our first look at Sauron or Sauron uh, chasing a jungle woman. And Magneto's like, don't engage, because um, he's got hypno powers, and he catches the, the the lady, and now we're into reunion. Yeah. Boy. What happened in reunion, Pat? Uh, That's favorite it. Oh no, my thing's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I I misread. I I was so prepped this week as well. Like I'd like I finished the, all the episodes like two days early. I can cruise into this. Maybe I'll try and rewatch a few, and I think I did rewatch a couple yesterday. Didn't see that reunion was on the list, so uh, I've got it on currently with uh, <laughs> with captions. I'll see if I can follow it. <laughs> Thanks for paying attention to all our social media posts about the viewing order. <laughs> I've posted some of them, and I didn't even see. <laughs> I don't think this season is up yet, but it's definitely in the oh, arch order. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got it scheduled. Sean, you you just talk through these two episodes, and I'll just come in with a Meg quote here and there. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, uh, so we get uh, previously on Savage Lang recap, and then we get Mags and uh, Prof climbing a mountain. It's the, the Sky Riders turn up, blokes on flying dinosaurs. Um, they're trying to get to the plane at the top, and then they're confronted by the mutates. And it's that lady also has hypno powers. And then we get a shot of Scott and Jean and Meg in a plane listening to a recording from Morph or a message from Morph. And and Meg says, "If that ain't Morph, I'll eat the blackbird." He's got such a hard on for Morph, eh? Yeah. Yep. Maybe Morph's married. Then maybe that's why. <laughs> Um, and they go to a circus, and Morph is playing Jekyll and Hyde in a show, and I just think that's great use of his powers, to be honest. Sinister's <laughs> a, Sinister's about. Sinister wants Scott and Gene again, and then Logan breaks in. Come on, Batface, show yourself. Yeah, that's real good. Um, and then the Nasty Boys are back, and um, then we get, and then we back to the Savage Land. We get to meet Kazar and his pet Sabretooth. So is that uh, Conan and the Barbarian bloke? Yep. He's like George of the Jungle. He's like Conan the Barbarian crossed with Siegfried, Siegfried from Siegfried and Roy, <laughs> who's got that tiger. <laughs> right here. Yeah, it's good. Um, 
Kaiser, he wants revenge on something or other, and um, he saves Magneto and Professor X because um, he wants to save his people and his Mrs. Uh, Shana. Um, and then we get back to Scott and Jean with the nasties. Magneto's helmet comes off for the first time. What do you think of his mullet? Oh, he, he's way cooler without a hat on. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. needs to get that hat off. Yeah, yeah. It, his... it, it does. Uh, does this say? Oh, this doesn't serve the same purpose it does in the movies, though. Eh? So he could do it. Yeah, it. yeah. He just wears it to look cool. Uh, ironically, in the movies it's to do with his magnetism or something. It stops Professor X from reading his mind. And Jean? Yeah, all telepaths. Yeah, yeah, all telepaths, yeah. Um, I'll send you, Sam, I will send you some early 90s Jim Lee art of Magneto and his mullet because it is some of the sexiest artwork you'll ever mm. see. When you started uh, saying, I'll send you something, I was going to say, I won't read it, so I'm glad it's a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Good. What's going oh, yeah, on? I, one eye's one eye's ripping up for the first time. Yeah, so 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 they're captured. So Gene telekinetically removes his glasses, and he absolutely blasts up a storm. Yeah, that was, I, I was like, oh, Sean, don't mind one eye. I I really like it when he is blasting up a storm. He does it again in a later part of this episode, where he's like darting around and like he'll drop to one knee and like just all these different poses to let his blasts off. It's quite. He's getting arrogant what, as well. He's getting arrogant, like he's talking it up as well, like trash talking uh, sinister at the same time. Yeah, he well, he's because he's sinister's his bunny a little bit because his not many powers work on him, right? But the, the blasting does. Yeah, like Fraser um, Colson's my bunny. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll be listening to this. Do you think he might be? Um, Wolverine has a dig at sinister, and it gets him a little bit. And Sinister says, keep your distance, little man. Um, uh, and then Morph has an evil turn without the bags, and I was confused. He didn't put on his evil face. Um, I, put the in, in caps, I put in caps lock here. Morph is going to be the hero. Spoiler alert, he's not the hero. <laughs> I thought like I this thought... is just coming around for a Morph-like comeback here. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Drickon Morph not getting his bags under his eyes while he's being evil was just a animation error. There's a few animation errors at the back end of the season. I noticed mm. just little little odd moments. Mm. Uh, I can't believe you spoiled the end of these episodes for Pat, who's only watching them now. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you up to, Pat? What's going on? Sauron's just telling um, everyone to obey me. Obey! <laughs> I um, don't even know who Sauron is. He's the, he's he's the, the dinosaur man. He's the green dinosaur man. Oh, with yeah, shorts okay. on. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, yeah, the nasties escape with Jean. And we go to the Savage Line, and Kazar's taken Prophet Mags to the Citadel to save everyone. And then there's a little bit of an incident in the water with some water dinosaurs, but Kazar cl- calms everything down by going, "Has he?" That seems to be the um, <laughs> how you communicate with dinosaurs. 
he jumps on the Loch Ness. Yeah. And they get inside, but it's an ambush. And then this weird little big head boy appears and announces himself as Brainchild. Um, turns out Sinister is the master. I think we kind of all knew that. And um, he, and Magneto says, I've heard the name. Frankly, I'm not impressed. <laughs> um, apparently, Sauron's DNA takes away mutants' powers of this powers in the Savage Land via some sort of machine. I was, I've got that in the start of part two, like a oh, real struggling to follow the Savage Land's rules here. Yeah. Um, Morph tries to save them and ends up getting captured as well. Uh, Sauron comes in with his hypno powers to get Professor X to get the X-Men to come to the Savage Land. Um, Professor X calls Sinister Master and, and, and gives the Savage Land coordinates. And then just as the episode's about to finish and the X-Men arrive in the Savage Land, Cyclops says, brace yourselves, people. We're going in. And then we get into episode two of Reunion. And Hang on. Magneto said, <laughs> hey, keep quiet. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> your your plan is doomed, Sinister. You underestimate the X-Men. Magneto knows. Um, Beast is stoked about the Savage Land, just, you know, like the, the scientific, science of it all. No one's got powers. Um, the Nasty Boys turn up and capture the X-Men. So what, know, does yes. Beast, what does Beast lose? Agility. I guess so. Because he seems like he's not that affected. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I was thinking about him and Wolverine. Um, Wolverine so I do. I, smelling powers. Well, so Wolverine. I'm not. Because we talked about last time on um, Repo Man about how Wolverine's claws were added to him in this storyline. So they're not a mutant power. So it makes sense that they can still happen. I really like the fact that clearly when he pops his claws, it hurts because of no Healy powers. That's a nice touch. Like, you know, you don't have to put that in, but you do. Um, I also noted here that although Storm has no powers, she throws a good punch. Mm. Um, the Healy powers uh, wouldn't stop it hurting though, would it? Because it's still breaking through the skin. It's just that they heal quicker. Yeah. Well, that's how it is in the movies, right? He does seem less affected by things like by that other people would be affected more by. Or maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Meg gets the vertigo treatment from Vertigo Lady, so he jumps off the cliff, which without his healing powers probably would have killed him. But, I mean, I suppose Magneto and Professor X also went down a waterfall and survived. Before those um, maggots pick up my trail. <laughs> Um, I got Cyclops looks really odd with normal eyes. He uh, uh, and so he he mug he he has some bad a bad quote here, just like the way he delivers it. No matter what Sinister has planned for us, we'll never belong to him. And then the fat baldy man's just like, shut up and get get moving. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with fat baldy man. You leave Cyclops terrible one liners out of this. Makes <laughs> um, the only that, one not forty man with the lashes. Has he got lashes? Is it is it that guy? 
one big of the nasty eyelashes. boys. He's got big eyelashes. I think That's so. Interesting choice. He's rolling around. Not as much as Puck. Um, <laughs> so Kazar and Meg meet up. Um, and I've gone, I've got to know. So, yeah, so he says something about um, how he's, he doesn't like being, um, doesn't like being stalked or tracked or I don't whatever. Like being, I don't like being tracked and you need a shower. I'm like, so the smelly powers are still working? Yeah, because just before when he lands and there's like the T-Rex comes and he's like hiding behind a tree and he visibly like goes, and you hear the sniff sniff. Mm. So he so must still have his smelly powers. Maybe he doesn't have smelly powers. Maybe he was born with a great sense of smell. <laughs> Got an amazing snoz. Um, right, we, we, we're doing good here. He calls, he calls him nature boy as well. Um, <laughs> he says, I'm down in this fern bar to rip him a new navel. Yeah. Talk, talking about sinister. Yeah. Um, and so they, they're going to, to save the day. And Sinister's all about his genetic code splicing. Mm. Um, there's so much use of destroy instead of death here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shiny Stop powers late. You're destroying him. Um, shiny powers lady gets a bit of a magneto power upgrade Um, gambit and rogue kiss how nice that was great Uh, because they can now you know with no powers Mm. Uh, meg to the rescue but unfortunately he's still really vulnerable to the vertigo powers and seriously like as much as i love meg when he's by himself, apart from when he infiltrates the Friends of Humanity, his plans are always terrible. Like, come up with a better plan. He just <laughs> runs Snicker. in, like, and there's like eight of them, and every, all the other X-Men, are, it's like, Meg, come on, man. Sneak in and maybe cut some of the plugs or something. Oh, terrible. So, um, well, there it goes. Now you're relying on someone else to do something. All of Kazar's captured people turn up and cause the distraction the machines start getting destroyed, and then the powers are back. The music's on. There's an awesome fight sequence. Heaps more of Cyclops rolling around, lasering people. Um, Storm flying through, lightninging people. Didn't Bro- make sense that they got their powers back. I thought that was quite weird that they end there. It's because that machine that takes their powers away got destroyed. Yeah, but the, the other they could have done something about them. Like they're like straight like get the machine. Yeah. And then suddenly it was like, yep, they'll, they can smash the machine and they've all got their powers back and the intro music's on. Yeah, and I'm okay with it. And then we get a... <laughs> it, was looking grim a for, it was looking grim for the X-Men for a while there. We get a nice um, sinister Cyclops slash uh, Harry Voldemort one-on-one with the laser mm. powers. Um, good old mind probe saves Morph. Cyclops literally blasts Sinister into pieces and then Jean disperses them. Uh, Mags takes off, citing philosophical differences. And, you know, one day we'll see which one of us is right. We get the impression that Sauron is planning to take over the Savage Land. Sinister is alive and is, is now a, a sandy beach. Um, and that's the end of season two. Good job, Sean. Yeah. What do you reckon? Let's well, not summarize. I'd say that 
Reunion was definitely my favourite. <laughs> you um, go first, Pat. Season two. Uh, yeah, we got some uh, great backstory. Um, there was a couple of my favourites. And even the one that was just, you know, basically uh, just a one-off in Mojo Vision might have been my favourite. Like, I was stoked to get heaps of backstory, but, like, that little episode just really did it for me. It was great. Mm. But I wish that he had um, he had been tipped off that um, Bad Guy Bar or Pyro on Avalanche was the best show that he could have created. <laughs> Maybe that's coming. Maybe that's coming. X-Men 97. Make it so. I hope there's heaps of Pyro on Avalanche. And I hope they don't change Pyro's Australian accent. <laughs> Um, I think season two is really interesting because it is a lot of one and done type of episodes with the Savage Land story in the background. Mm, I find that quite interesting. Um, What was your favourite, Sam? Um, This may be meta, but I really enjoyed Sean referring to... Wolverine as Meg pretty much this entire episode. (laughs) (laughs) Has he not been doing that? I think I've I've been doing that ever since you did it. Yeah, you have, Pat, because we hate Sean. But uh... (laughs) that is is correct. Uh, No, so in terms of season two, I thought it was quite disjointed, um, as you mentioned, Sean. But I, and I think I'm, I don't know whether I'm going to miss that Doctor, uh, sorry, Professor X and Magneto kind of truce mm. uh, I don't know whether I'm going to miss it or whether I'm going to enjoy because I assume now that Magneto will pop up more as a villain in in future seasons um, but I yeah I just really like that combo of Professor X and Magneto uh, like working together having conversations um, I would have liked a bit more of it probably actually yeah I just just the way they talk to each other is really cool. Yeah. The conversations they have. Um, I really like the Time Fugitives double. Um, and um, I, uh, was, I was also... genius. They got to reuse so much animation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Clever. I also mm. quite enjoyed Colossus being back for Red Dawn. Um, but yeah, I, I do... I do I think I probably enjoyed season one more than season two, if I'm honest. Same. Um, Actually, no, more Meg in season two. Meg's been off the charts. Yeah, Meg's Meg's climbing pretty high. He is... Nearly everything he says is mint. Nearly everything he says is mint. Apologies. Meg's Dan. Um, So, we're off into season three. And... We've got Out of the Past 1 and 2, and then we've got the Phoenix Saga 1 through 5. Ooh. I think we're going to do a big uh, actually get-together and do it all live. No, I think we're going to do Dark oh, yeah. Phoenix for that. Oh, really? I'm just hanging out. I know. Uh, well, we'll see. We could do both. Um, we could do both. Sam, can you regale us with your knowledge of the Phoenix Saga to this point? Me? Yeah. Not Phoenix well, Saga. It, so. It, Anything I know about the, the word Phoenix? 
<laughs> so you know nothing about the Phoenix Saga? An X-Men? Yeah. Haven't you been podcasting with me? All I'm here is for Meg, the, the Meg quotes, mate. I have no idea about... Any, all, all I can think of is like someone coming back to life because it's Phoenix. That's awesome like, because the Phoenix I Saga... I know what you're going like, for, though, Sean. It is going to be great to see his perspective on. The Phoenix Saga is like, as far as X-Men fans go, the Phoenix Saga and the Dark Phoenix Saga are like most X-Men's fans favorite or like top three x-men storylines of all time you've got that days of future past and the other ones might chop and change but those two are like really 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 well regarded cool looking forward to it yeah yeah me too so yeah <laughs> that's that's our next episode uh those so just two storylines really out of the past and phoenix saga but it's seven episodes Hit us, hit us on our socials. Um, our Twitter's really taking off. Um, get onto our Facebook page. Yeah. So far, we've got there. We've got one member in the Facebook group that's not actually from the podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Adam Barrett. Um, that's probably the best. Place I can to go subscribe. To banter, that What's that? Yes. Insta. No, I think um, the Facebook group would be the easiest place to just throw stuff up. And have oh, yarns. Oh, that we made that. And uh, but we're on the we're on Insta as well. It's all we wish. Oh, sorry, it's all wish it was the nineties. Sometimes you can just write W I W T nine zero S and find us. We're there. We've got our got our teal sort of bluey theme going on. And we look forward yeah. to your criticisms. Yeah, please. Um, to ignoring your criticisms yeah. put your criticisms on our socials not on our um, not not on where the podcast goes live just you know five star those and give us a thumbs up on YouTube and you know do, you know, do, you know, do what I've been doing and just put it on at work on mute and to go about your day <laughs> alright um, can you remember the sign off of course I can I'm definitely not looking for it. Mission accomplished, buddy. Let's go home. Yeah, boy. <laughs>